You're listening to The Recap by Drawing Capital, the best place to dissect the week's key events in financial markets and technology. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any security. Opinions, estimates, and projections in this podcast are subject to change. This podcast is based on current public information believed to be reliable, but no representation is made to accuracy or completeness. An investment in any strategy, including the strategies referenced in this podcast, involves a high degree of risk. Clients of Drawing Capital may maintain positions discussed in this podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Recap. This week, we're going to be talking about the social media platform for neighborhoods next door, which is recently uh, going public via SPAC merger with Coastal Ventures acquisition vehicle and just the future of online communities. At Nextdoor, they really built this very strong sort of community tie by moving neighborhoods entirely online and helping communities connect in a digital world. I mean, this has really helped with a number of things with from local perspectives, groups, recommendations for local businesses and connections with people that you may not have otherwise met. I listened to a great uh, podcast called uh, Starting Greatness with Sarah Leary, who was one of the co-founders of Nextdoor. Um, and she really had, you know, come from this background of building multiple successful online communities over the last 20 years, uh, coached by Bill Campbell, who also helped Steve Jobs of, of Apple, obviously, and then Eric Schmidt of Google. Um, she did take a, you know, I, I guess a somewhat non-traditional background, graduated from Harvard as an econ major and was supposed to go into banking, but uh, everyone she knew there kind of hated their jobs and ended up talking to people who worked at this little company called Microsoft, and they loved where they work, loved what they were doing, really felt like they had this big uh, impact on, on the world and, and saw this um, much bigger picture. And, and this was really ended up being her her gateway into the technology community. Um, Nextdoor um, was founded in 2011 with uh, her co-founder, Nirav Tolia, um, did, and he definitely took a more traditional uh, route st- studying at Stanford and then going to work for Yahoo!, uh, and then ePinions, where he and uh, Sarah actually met, which was a, a dot-com consumer review site. Um, and as I mentioned before, Nextdoor is now going public uh, via SPAC merger with Coastal Ventures as the sponsor. Uh, Sarah Leary actually has uh, become a VC at uh, Unusual Ventures now. Uh, and Rav is uh, taking an extended sabbatical in Florence last time I checked. But Nextdoor's current CEO is Sarah Fryer who took the position back in December of 2018. And prior to that, she was the CFO of Square and SVP of Finance and Strategy at Salesforce. So certainly a seasoned uh, executive in some of the Bay Area's leading technology companies. But uh, anyhow, uh, today Nextdoor has a whopping 27 million weekly active users. And a, a really key point here, I think, relative to other social networks is they have, after two years, a greater than 50% engagement, which, you know, few rivaled platforms have that, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram, Facebook Messenger for some, just to, just to name a few, but that is quite an uncommon trait. And uniquely, people who visit uh, Nextdoor at least once per month aren't in, engaging with other social media platforms as much, and according, according to their SPAC investor deck, the majority of people who use Nextdoor once per month aren't really visiting 
Snap or, or LinkedIn or Twitter or Pinterest once a month engagement is a lot lower on those. So they really have built a nice niche here. And, and also a significant portion are, you know, also not using Instagram or, or Facebook um, as frequently either. Um, Jugal, I know that you mentioned that they've, uh, and you saw they've carved out this this really awesome sort of niche for themselves too in the social media space. Maybe you could give the audience a little bit of a, a flavor of what you were looking at there too. Yeah, definitely. I think Nextdoor's super interesting company to be going public with this uh, SPAC deal. I think there's a very big need for Nextdoor primarily because in this world we're becoming more digital and less uh, there's sort of these like less physical interactions, I think, uh, from a day-to-day experience. Maybe I'm speaking anecdotally, but I do notice it amongst my friends and I do notice it in the news in terms of uh, things like mental health issues or loneliness or uh, so- solitude, th- things like this where you're basically cooped up in one place and it's very hard to meet other people, which also lends itself to the reason why uh, you see a big, uh, a big increase in the usage of Uh, online dating and dating apps rather than uh, meeting people in person. I think Nextdoor's real role in the community is so that you can basically meet your neighbors, uh, whereas you wouldn't traditionally. So for example, my parents and my brother, uh, they live in New Jersey and Philadelphia, respectively. I don't think per se that they know their neighbors as much as they could. They may know the people that are next door immediately uh, solely because, for example, they went out to grab a package or the mail and then they saw their neighbor come out at the same time. Uh, or in, in New Jersey, actually, you know, people actually have lawns uh, compared to people in the city. So if you have a lawn, you may actually do your neighbor a favor by cutting their lawn at the same time as cutting yours because it's literally connected. There's not really any boundary. Uh, but you, you don't really have that sense of community in the city, I, I don't think, at least. Uh even if I, when I was living in an apartment complex during college or the dorm, uh, I could actually see next door uh, having a big presence in, in college campuses, actually. I, it's a very interesting idea that they probably aren't currently in yet. Uh, but in general, I do think that people that are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, these days do kind of have this feeling that there's, a, there's too much going on. Uh, there's a lot of information that they don't care about on these platforms. Uh, and it's and the, the interactions and the connections that you have with people are very temporary and ephemeral. Uh, I don't think they're long lasting at all. Specifically, like, you know, I have, uh, there's like probably thousands of friends uh, on my, my Facebook account today, purely because of college, you know, but if I were to count how many people I actually talk to in person today, it's probably less than 20 or 30. Uh, so the question is like, you know, what do you do with all those other people? Uh, and it, it really, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me to sort of try to keep attached to, to all those people. Like 3000 people is a little too much. I think you should have less than a, a hundred people in your life uh, if you actually want to make meaningful, meaningful connections. And I think next door serves that purpose. I'd love to get to know my neighbors. Uh, there's a couple of interesting ideas I have about why I would want to ask my neighbor in the first place, for example, if I'm looking for a local plumber that uh, my neighbors have used, uh, I'm less uh, inclined to go door to door and ask them specifically because I don't even know if they're at their house. But if I could post in like a next door group uh, and somebody could respond at their convenience, 
then they could tell me which plumber uh, they'd want to use. Or for example, if you have kids and you want to know the best local playground to go to uh, or the best, you know, local bars and breweries to go to, et cetera, there's just so much information that your neighbors know. And it's very hard to share all of that info. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts there. If you, I know you had some interesting stories actually about uh, next door in your local neighborhood, Sean, uh, maybe you want to share some of that here. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. So, I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, there's some really, really strong feedback that they've had just off um, local products and services. I think what Nextdoor does this incredible job of that, you know, you may not even get with a Yelp or other platforms like that is you have this immediate filter and screener that provides a little bit more of a personal touch because it's already within the local community. So if you look, just using your example, you know, if you're using, if you're looking for a plumber, you know, someone might say, hey, I have this awesome plumber. He's worked on this house. He's worked on my neighbor's house. You know, his kids uh, went to school with my kids, something like that. There are these kind of deeper connections you get inherently just being part um, of the local community as well, too. To touch on um, some of some of the more interesting things, at least that we had seen, you know, in, in this area in, in California, when we had um, well, we have had, you know, a series of, of rolling blackouts and when wildfires were worse and the air was very smoky um, in the area, some people were talking about, um, you know, they may have a, a wine collection or something like that without sufficient backup generators. So when there were these rolling blackouts, they were more worried about, you know, they have a quite a significant wine collection that, that might go bad and do neighbors have you know, a cellar with empty spaces, they might be able to store some of the more valuable bottles and, um, you know, other things like, you know, force something coming up, you know, does someone have access to like a privately chartered plane or something like that, that they can utilize from a neighbor, um, which I, I think definitely some more niche use cases there. But I mean, those just aren't things that you would really find um on other platforms and why engagement around these uh, around next door versus like a facebook or a twitter um is higher and, and more meaningful jugal i could get back to you i know you have some some additional thoughts there yeah speaking of the blackouts uh there's a there's some interesting research that was done about how next door actually um provided the ability for people to rebuild or communities to rebuild faster than if they weren't on next door. So uh, specifically the disaster with Hurricane Harvey, uh, there, there were people uh, that, you know, when you're rebuilding a community, you have tons of questions that you're asking yourself uh, about, for example, where, you know, is it safe to go back? For example, if you left the area because of the hurricane um, in, in another example of a disaster relief, you know, COVID just happened, right? And in, in Canada, Canada is actually their youngest uh, expansion uh, of countries, and it's uh, their fastest growing country as well right now. They said that uh, one of the interesting use cases there is for people to find where they can find uh, vaccines, you know, you know, and, and the, I mean, finding vaccines shouldn't be a problem, but uh, because it is, uh, it's great that people can use Nextdoor to figure out where uh, vaccines are being distributed, which is awesome. Uh, in other cases, uh, let's say my house uh, went, on, went on fire uh, and my neighbor's houses were at risk um, because of the way the construction was done. 
uh, I could immediately post on na- uh, next door after I've made me, me and my, my family safe. Uh, and that would help them alert as well uh, and get safe as well. Uh, so in general, I think disaster relief is a, it, it could be an overlooked area for understanding what the value of next door really is. Um, basically next door just operates as a way to you, for you to propagate signals to those around you quickly without having to go to them in person. You know, even, even if the, my neighbors were like, you know, traveling, uh, across the country, I'm sure they would love to know if my house was on fire, right? Uh, they'd probably call, uh, they probably make some arrangements to protect uh, their belongings as best they can if something else were to happen. Uh, but uh, really quickly, I also wanted to jump into some uh, data metrics about Nextdoor. Uh, you mentioned uh, the the active users before. There's also a couple, couple metrics. Um, one is that in the U.S., uh, around one in three houses already use Nextdoor which says to me that there's still a lot of room for Nextdoor to grow and there's still a lot of uh, there's there's probably a lot of communities where one person in the community has not even used Nextdoor at all. Once one person uses Nextdoor, I think it's much easier for the community to use Nextdoor as well because that one person may tell their neighbors to use Nextdoor and then it'll spread uh, until the entire neighborhood uh, or community gets onto Nextdoor. Uh, they have around 50% user uh, engagement. Uh, and I think I read they also have around 50% user growth at the moment right now. Uh, we'll see where that goes. They're in a, currently in 11 countries. Um, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts about what other countries might want to use Nextdoor going forward. You know, could this be potentially used in uh, third, third, third world countries, developing countries, or is this more for, you know, uh, first world and developed countries? Yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, there isn't necessarily a reason that Nextdoor couldn't be used in every country so long as people have access to internet. I mean, whether it's mobile first or not, uh, I do think that that is coming. I mean, you're seeing a lot of prevalence of, of satellite internet, whether it's, um, you know, Starlink that's that's doing it or, um, you know, someone like Kepler Communications, which is a newer company, but there's a big push there getting internet to remote parts of the world. I think it could absolutely, um, you know, make sense for emerging countries as well. And to your point about, you know, um, disasters and things like that, although, the, you know, really the goal of Nextdoor is to be just some, you know, digital alarm for local communities. I mean, I think that is one use case, but, um, you know, if I'm out of town or something like that, a fire happens and I know that my neighbor, you know, maybe it's an elderly lady, she's on her own, something like that. If you send a message out to next door, hey, someone, you know, please go check on Mrs. Johnson next door. I know that she's by herself. She will probably uh, need help. Go go check on her. And then another last point I wanted to make as well, too, just about um, some of these communities in general. And, you know, I know there's a big focus there from other venture firms like, Andreessen Horowitz and, and NFX that specifically uh, targets marketplace startups. But the the really big issue here is you have this chicken and egg issue where, you know, there's not a huge amount of value unless other people are there. So how do you get people online using it in order to get other people online and using it? And then it kind of snowballs from there. I mean, they've done just such an incredible job building that from the ground up. I know they started in, in, in 2011. It's not a brand new company. It certainly takes time. Uh, but they've done an amazing job. And 
in, in this niche in general. So I think now, especially given that there's one in three households in the US using them, there's just so many positive effects you get from that. And especially they noted in the investor presentation uptick in you know, more local businesses and with the Amazon effect uh, nationwide and, and people worried about more local community businesses going, going under, um, that is a huge positive for them uh, as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think uh, going back to the point about, you know, the, the elderly lady that lives next to you, I often wonder if, um, you know, par- I feel like parents in general or the older generation uh, do have trouble kind of going online and making an online presence. But I think as you get younger millennials buying houses, I think the, that's the group that's more interested in making next door uh, really rise and expand in their communities. Uh, the other point I wanted to bring up is that, uh, you know, how does Nextdoor even make money? And uh, I was reading into this. It, it basically just operates um, as like they, they have a news feed and they post local deals, which I'm not actually opposed to because local deals, I'd love to know, you know, what new restaurants uh, have come up around my neighborhood. Uh, I, you know, if there's a deal at one of them, I'd be happy to go and try it out. Uh, otherwise, I feel like I tend to you know, sometimes go to the same restaurants over and over again because I know what I like and I don't know anyone else that has actually tried those restaurants. But hey, maybe next door offers me an ability to ask one of my neighbors, you know, what's good to eat around here. Uh, the other way they make money um, is they have a like a weekly or monthly fee to uh, to people to to different businesses that they sponsor. Uh, but in general, I think they do sort of go to, towards the ads route of like basically bringing this community together of people and then distributing ads or deals or uh, anything you have to the to that community to get exposure. And so that the people in that community will then use your services, such as, you know, perhaps a local plumber <laughs> uh, or a, uh, a local electrician, um, things of that sort. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I think one more point I actually want to bring up is that uh, I th- a lot of people, especially uh, older people, have a concern about security and privacy. Uh, on Facebook, anybody can make a fake account or a bot, which is a huge problem, but also what potentially contributes to a lot of their user growth. Um, but on Nextdoor, you do need a valid ID uh, or a rental agreement or utility bill, et cetera. You need some proof that you are who you are, which I think is much better uh, to screen people and make sure that you actually have neighbors that you can trust. Uh, it would be horrible if you were talking to somebody that you thought was your neighbor and you shared uh, very um, specific information about you or personal information that you wouldn't want anyone else to know. And then, Sean, I, to end it off, I think you had some ideas about how local communities could offer things like babysitting services. You know, you could drop your kids off to your neighbor rather than paying for a babysitter. Or if you had a homeschooling done um, in the situation where you know, maybe your local community could make a, a school one day rather than uh, going to a public school where there's, I guess, essentially a lower uh, faculty to student ratio, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, I think this was something that especially came up with with COVID and towards, um, you know, not necessarily in 2020 as much, maybe towards the end of 2020, but more so in 2021 beginning of the year, uh, you know, definitely within our community, there were people that were feeling a great deal of frustration, especially with kids that are, you know, maybe between the ages of, of five and 10 that, that really weren't getting the attention and, and schooling they needed. And you did start to see a lot of these privately organized schools pop up where someone 
basically just designates a house or they or they rotate and maybe it's, you know, four or five families participate. They each chip in to pay a teacher and they, you know, create their curriculum and they have lessons there every day. So the kids have a place to go. They're actually learning. They're interacting with other kids in a, in a safe environment. So while that's one example, I think that there are other ways to organize events, learning, education, socialization around a platform like this. And again, I, I really think, you know, some of the biggest values created, like you said, Drew, I mean, there's this sort of validation uh, that you have process that you have to go through for next door. You don't have to do that for Facebook or, or Twitter and, you know, who, who knows who people are, but inherently you get this quality screen, both for people having to validate who they are, where they are, and then also, um, you know, compared to some of these other platforms, just this this filter that's really based around community as opposed to just general discussions about hot topics and, you know, what may uh, come up on the news that day or politics or, or what have you. This is really centered around community, which I think maybe has been something that's been, been lacking in, in recent years. And this is really helping to rebuild that, uh, you know, sense of, of belonging. Anyhow, we hope everyone enjoyed the podcast today. We talked about uh, Nextdoor and going public via SPACs and touched on um, some of the benefits uh, and really uh, network effects that you can have with, with online communities. Hope you have a great weekend and look forward to seeing you back next week.